You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. It's Enrico Palazzo! You should have been pulled in the front for they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you. The season is almost over. We've got a very special guest today, and that's right. Govier without Deary. What? There's someone new in the building. He's in the building. Brady is here. Brady graciously donated his money to Potapalooza 2022. And now he has won the golden ticket to be a co-host with Michael Govier today on the Palazzo Podcast live. This is the main big show, the baseball show. Yes, we got football now. Deal with it. Get over it. But at the same time, nothing's changed. We've got the main big show with Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, and we've got the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour every Wednesday with Benjamin Chase, Michael Govier, and Phil Goyette. Don't miss the last one. If you did, go back and check out the breakdown of the Arizona Fall League rosters. Today, Brady and Govier are going to talk about what they learned this year. What races remain? Which leagues do you need to tighten up and lock down? Lock it up before it's too late with only five days remaining in the MLB season in 2022. And with a special treat to close the season, Govier goes back to Bozo Fest the day before opening day of 2022, and he plays some clips from himself and others. Some nailed it, others not so much. You gotta call your shot when you go out in public. And that's what we go back to take a look at. Who nailed it and who biffed it? Nothing personal here, folks. Just some good old-fashioned recall. It's going to be a doozy of an episode, and you know you can always count on the Palazzo Podcast to be there for you when everybody at your job hates you and they're begging you to quietly quit. We'll be there for you. Take it away, boys! Utah, give me two. Good afternoon, everybody, or whenever you are seeing this, whatever time it may be. I am Michael Govier, and you are now experiencing the Palazzo Podcast. This is going to be a final analysis, and we've got a very special guest today. This is the first time we've ever done this. We've never had on somebody who won something that we gave away. They donated. This man right here donated to the Pod of Palooza that Justin Mason runs every year. Shout out to Justin. And what he does with Potapalooza every year, it's so awesome. But guy who won and donated was this guy right here. 
Brady himself. Brady, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of the team today. I know it's been long overdue, but we finally got you aboard here. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to you. Thanks to Justin. Uh, happy to be here. This is not something I expected, but happy to happy to take part. Hell yeah! You sound good. You look good. I mean, you are a handsome man. Let's just be honest about that. Wow, what a you are some serious eye candy. I hope that brings our viewership up a bit today as they see Brady joins the show. Brady will just say whatever he wants, however he wants. He's basically he's the co-host today, and I'm glad that you're here, Brady. Uh, Brady, what's your story, man? Uh, hardcore baseball lover, uh, more of a part-time lover. What's the deal? Yeah, definitely gotten a little more serious in recent years on the baseball side. Uh, always been involved in sports, following football, baseball, basketball, fantasy sports, more limited to fantasy baseball, fantasy football. But uh, started playing um, NFBC like a couple years ago uh, before COVID. And then, of course, uh, a little fewer distractions. So played a little bit more in recent years, but uh, having a blast trying to trying to cash in at least one league here uh, as, as the weekend wraps us up. Damn! Hell yeah, that's great. I started playing FBC in 2020, so I'm I'm still new too. It's a whole new experience to me. Do you find it's just like anything else, or was there a learning curve? What's your thought on that? No, yeah, definitely more uh, definitely more competitive across the board. Uh, I, I had just messed around with some home leagues, some ESPN leagues, and, and those are good too. Uh, but yeah, the 15-team the challenge is fun. you got to go deeper into the player pool, obviously, and then just uh, you find that for the most part, people are playing longer, being more consistent throughout the year, all the way through September. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something I learned along the way. It's basically just, you know, competitive people and people who check out. I got an OC where some people look to clearly check out and a few other people who are still heavily involved. It's like any other league, any other home league, a Yahoo league. NFBC, the stakes could be higher because you could spend more money to be in bigger leagues if you so choose. But other than that, it's pretty much like most other platforms to me outside of that. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not going for the, the high stakes tournaments uh, anytime soon. But yeah, even, even just the uh, online championship or the I've been doing the um, this year, I tried the 50 round draft and hold, which definitely learned my lesson last year. Can't I, personally, I just can't handle like multiple fab fab leagues. It's just too hard Sundays uh, throughout the summer and spring kids, family. Uh, yeah, I, I really struggle to manage fab across like two to three leagues even. So I'm going to try and limit myself to one fab, push more to like uh, the best ball style approach, maybe even some uh, 50-50s or something. Wow. Okay. Well, so we won't be seeing you at the main event in Vegas? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I got a ways to go before I get there. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, it's a big commitment financially, but... Once you get there, you're basically playing, again, just against a competitive group of people. There's people who pay for the main event, which is 1750 bucks, and they just try to give up. Total failure. I mean, Flawless victory. Very strange to me, but I would never do that. <laughs> I could, eh, I just got to blow 1750 Who cares? Certainly not. Yeah, not to mention the, the travel out there. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing, you could always do an online one, which is, you know, I got into this argument, not an argument, it was just a debate on Twitter, which is what Twitter does. Twitter's the home of debates. People complain, people argue. That's what Twitter does best. But Twitter can also be a positive place. And I've said that many times before on this show. So you guys know me, should know that. If you don't know me, learn that. But I thought that people who were in the online 
versions of the main event had an advantage. It seemed like the people who were there in person were more dedicated and stronger players, but apparently the data doesn't show that. I think Rob Silver cleared that up for me as well. I had this feeling that since I finished third last year and I played online, and now I'm going to finish, I don't know, the best I could do probably is six in this one this year, and I played in Vegas, I felt that there was a disadvantage, but that was debunked, so that's totally bogus. Yeah, I was going to say, well, if I ever get there, I'll go online, but now I might as well make the trip to Vegas. It was just one of those perceptions, yeah. It was more of a confirmation bias I was trying to give myself, which is total BS. And, you know, confirmation bias can be a real pain in the ass, but that's okay. All right, so Brady's here with us. I'm so glad he is here. He's the winner, and he is somebody who... Donated to Potapalooza. So you know he's a good person. And now you know that. There you go. The more you know. I got to tell you, this show is about looking at the season that was. We finally have enough stats where we can basically look at what happened here. It's like, wow, look at all this stuff that went down. We've got a full season of stats. And now we can go and look back and see what some people said. So what I've done here is I went to the opening day stream that I did. Opening day eve. I had on a ton of people, people just popping in and out. It was three hours long. So all kinds of people came aboard. I tried to time code as many moments from the show that I thought we should go back and take a look at and talk about because some of them are funny. Some of them are very well done, astute observations. And some of them were just plain wrong, flat out wrong. Mistakes were made. I realize that now, and I can't deny that. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that is putting it mildly. But uh, even myself, you know. There's something related to Javi Baez that you'll probably hear in a little bit where I may have said something really, really stupid. Wrong! Yeah, I was way wrong. But uh, first, of course, we'd like to do the business time. So let me pull up the business time music, and we'll get rolling on that tip. Uh, Brady, do you have business? Are you a businessman? I I do work, yeah. Uh, (laughs) He does. He has a job. I I work in... uh, Easiest way to summarize is digital marketing, specifically search engine marketing. Um, so optimizing websites for search engines. Yeah, I got a buddy, uh, Luke. He does. I think he does exactly what you're talking about here. Uh, really helpful. Taught me a lot about SEO stuff and optimization that I learned for the podcast and for everything I do. So it's definitely stuff that needs, you know, it kind of was like the wild, wild west. And now it seems like we have a much better understanding of it. And it's kind of been organized into its own entity, right? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely matured as a marketing channel over the last, even just like the last 10 years. Uh, but yeah, certainly, especially for like videos or even if you just run like a blog or, or a small website, there's a lot of best practices you should be checking off. Hell yeah. I love it. Don't be surprised, folks. All right, business time. Do you like Fly of the Concords, Brady? Oh, yeah. Not, not really my jam. Now we're going to make love, you know how I know. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. Hey, we Wednesday can't win them all. I'll tell you what, it's pretty funny love. stuff. Always something Tuesday you should check out. And in the business time section today, it really is just want to thank you guys for the season. We're at that point where, you know, it's pretty much over. Uh, we'll do one more show next week. Uh, the show will probably be on Wednesday for sure. We'll definitely do the Prospects Power Half Hour, which we do every Wednesday. Uh, Jamie, wow, dude. Oh, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Wow, dude. Welcome, Jamie. But, yeah, we'll do the prospect show on the final day of the regular season, which is next Wednesday, October 5th, I think. And that'll be it. Then it'll be playoff time. And we'll pop up for some playoff stuff. But definitely going to be doing more football stuff after that. Brady, you also play football. So uh, 
Have you been right so far on any players that you drafted? Uh, yeah. I mean, best ball. I uh, played a lot of best ball in DraftKings, so Lamar Jackson starts been nice. Um, yeah. Home league 3-0, so I can't ask for more than that. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Well done. I love Lamar Jackson. I'm such a fan of his, and what he does on the field is so exciting. Such a badass. And I love that he's putting himself on the line this season, just like Aaron Judge did this year. He bet on himself. And I was thinking about what were the greatest seasons where somebody bet on themselves and it really paid off. I was trying to think of them. And... You know, Aaron Judges will always stand out among the best ever. I know it's the most recent one, but it's so good in such a crucial time for his career. Very, very impressed by that. And I hate the Yankees. I do. Everybody knows that. I don't want the Yankees around me. I don't like the Yankees. I don't like the East Coast bias. Uh, I, by the way, do you live in uh, the East Coast, the West Coast, the Southern America? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in the East Coast. I'm down south in the Atlanta area. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's been yeah. it's been fun baseball around here with the Braves the last year. Or so uh, I was going to ask pure speculation, obviously. But do you think what do, what do you think happens with Judge? There's no way New York can let him go after this season, can they? You would think not. Not that he's now that he's become a part of history. They're kind of like screwed into it. It'd be shocking. But then again, you know, Freddie Freeman left the Braves last year. Yeah, yeah, that was extremely surprising around here and it seems like it's working out for both sides but uh yeah yeah that was surprising i mean it looks like some nefarious moves some behind closed yeah. doors bs went down but. yeah i don't know what what the details were with that contract but uh he had a he had an awfully hard time coming back here if you saw those clips he was he was basically I did. falling that's putting it mildly yeah it was hardcore I mean, it was really intense, and I feel for him. But, hey, life goes on. He's on a really good team now. And he lives in California and L.A. It's not a terrible life, so I'm not going to feel yeah. that bad for him. But, He'll do just fine. <laughs> not, yeah, you know, I'm not going to cry about it anymore. I'm going to move forward. I do appreciate the emotion that he shared, and I find that to be powerful. And I love when players do that, but, yeah, life goes on. Well, why don't you cry about it, saddlebags? All right, so thank you to everybody this season. Seriously, that's all I can say. All the guys have been so loyal to the Discord, too, which is free. Palazzo Podcast at the top of the Twitter feed. You talk. There's a pinned tweet. Give me two. Which I will eventually remove here because our season's over and I want to move on from that. That's the longest I've ever pinned a tweet. Uh, Brady, you remember the longest stretch that you ever pinned a tweet? Because this one's been for like eight months. Yeah, I barely used the feature. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a <laughs> month. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a strange category that I'm going to start asking more people about, actually. I'm going to lock that in. So... I am excited to have a new pin tweet on the Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle. We've grown a little bit. That's nice. And, of course, the Discord has grown. It was the first year we did Discord. Really love it. Uh, Brady's in there, too. Uh, I hope I gave you all the access you deserve because you paid for it. So I hope you have that. I do. Yes, thank you. Okay, great. Cool. Well, it's a good resource because beyond me, Benjamin Chase, who's the co-host on the prospect show we do every wednesday he's really really good with the prospects so if you play dynasty baseball something you want to have connected be in the discord learn from a master like ben and it's all free i mean he gives his time he's such a selfless dude it's insane it's really impressive jb says it was an awesome season i'm glad i found the pod right on man rock and roll cool isn't that nice brady can't can't beat that <laughs> you can't beat that. You're right about that. Uh, and then that's it. Uh, off season. Gonna take a break. Arizona first pitch next month. Have you ever been out to uh, any of the spring trainings? You ever been to Florida or because you're not far from Florida? So 
No, I'm not that far from Florida, uh, but no, I've never gone to any of the spring training complexes. It seems like Arizona's awfully nice, but uh, my favorite team moved out there a few years ago, the Reds. They moved from Florida to Arizona, but... Uh, oh, you're yeah. a Reds fan? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I love the Reds. I lived in Cincinnati for a year back in 04, 05. It was great. Yeah, no, I mean, beautiful ballpark right there on the water. Uh Great, great town. Good baseball fans, but uh, just, just not a lot of organizational support at every level at this point. They're kind of tearing down. Hell yeah. Yeah. But they got a lot of young I mean, Arizona Fall League, speaking of that, I'll be going out to first pitch November 3rd through 6th. Baseball HQ puts it on. It's a great event. There's still tickets available. I think they got a sale running through today. Possibly. Double check that. BaseballHQ.com. But... First pitch, Arizona, is mixed into Fall League, and there's going to be some really good youngsters from the Reds who they acquired. Matt McClain's the guy they drafted, but yeah. uh, Nuelve Marte, who we covered on the last Plotso Prospects Power Half Hour Wednesday. We went through every Arizona Fall League roster, and we got Benjamin Chase's thoughts on some of the lesser-known guys. But I asked Ben, I'm like, hey, you think Nuelve Marte will be the stud MVP of the Arizona Fall League? And he said, well, maybe, maybe not, but... It doesn't mean he's not going to be a great player for the Reds. So they got a lot of great players. They traded guys at the right time, and they got tons of prospects back. So I'd, I'd actually be kind of excited about the Reds. Yeah, I mean, to your point, the, it does seem like they did a great job with the trade deadline for a change. Uh, you know, stinks to give up <laughs> such good players. But, uh, yeah, at least we bought a couple of years of hope and, and can wait for these young guys to arrive. Absolutely. I'm just, I've always enjoyed the Reds. They're just a fun team. They're a classic National League team. I love the Reds. I love the Mets. I don't really, really well why that is. That's just my thing. I'm a Tigers guy in Detroit, but I don't. Yeah, there's nothing else I can say about that. So, wow, dude. Yeah, I feel you. All right. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your support, Brady. It means a lot to me because it's been a tough stretch. But uh, that's it for the first pitch run. So make sure if you try to get out there that we get to hang out. Anybody who's going out there, November 3rd through 6th. I'll be doing my videos, too. So for those of you that can't be there, don't sweat it. Not everybody has the money to make it happen. I totally respect that. So I try to give people as much of a sense of what it's like to be there and the happenings during the day. It's going to be a lot of great names the fantasy baseball. Who will be there? And I'm very, very excited about it, even though I haven't reserved my own plane ticket yet. I really need to get on that stat. But uh, I will get it done. And... Uh, FTN, you know, I got all my work. I got the final grooving with Govier will be out this Monday. That's right. The last one of the season because baseball will be over. I'm going out with a bang. Really going to try to give you guys one last hurrah. Remember, it's totally free. Yes, FTN has subscriptions, but grooving with Govier is completely free. So you click on the link. I usually share it on the Discord or uh, my Twitter handle, Palazzo Twitter handle. It's easily found. I put it in Reddit, even let those people tear it apart and like a bunch of hyenas. And it's a great piece i'm really proud of it this year and i'm really glad that i got to do it it all started with fantrax so full credit i want to give fantrax a shout out thank you fantrax because you really got me on the roll there writing and i wrote the piece which i was calling uh baseball confidential and i wrote a ton of those and then when ftn hired me i i started doing a new article called groovy with govier and uh, it's a little different than the one i was doing before for sure but i got a lot of reps from fantrax i want to thank eric cross and my main man, Doug, over at Fantrax. Shout out to those guys. Thank you so much. It's been a great season. I want you guys to know how much I appreciate it, how much I appreciate you guys. And I'm really happy that me and Eric are going to win our tag team league. It uh, looks like it's a done deal. We're going to be first place, and that's great news because that means money. So thank you, everyone. Thank you all.
love you. Anybody I interact with all season, if I forgot you, if we had a connection, if we learned something from each other this year, thank you so much for doing what you did. It means a lot to me. It really does. The show grew again this year, and that's all you can ask for. We continue to grow. And now that we're doing fantasy football, we'll grow a little bit more on that side of things. Baseball ends. Football continues forth. That way we can do stuff all year long. And the Patreon exists, too. We still got some of you in there. I mean, the baseball part's basically over, but the football stuff is still rolling. I did a Thursday Night Football streaming consciousness article last night to give you some of my thoughts on what would happen between the Bengals and the Dolphins. So if you're into that, you got to get aboard the Patreon, and it starts for as little as $3. Pretty cheap. And, uh, yes, I think that is all the business that's fit to print. I will leave it there. So I really want you there. If you can't make it there, you don't want to be a part of the Patreon, I completely understand. But, you know, I prefer that you weren't that guy. Don't be that guy. Be the guy or the girl or whoever you are that wants to be a part of the Patreon. Because I'm telling you, I put some work into it. And it's only going to get better with football. All right. So, having said that, it's time to move forth into the show and get into what we usually call leading off. Right? Do I usually call it that? I do. And I have it right here. There it is. Okay, here we go. So leading off, I usually give the catch of the day, which is always a lot of fun. Our first catch of the day. Uh, Brady, is there a guy this year that, you know, the season's over, you're looking back, you say, wow, I'm really glad I drafted that guy. One guy in particular. I took a bit of a chance on Austin Riley. Uh, If y'all remember when he he first came up, uh, I guess that was two years ago now, he was just an embarrassing amount of strikeouts. I don't know what his strikeout rate was, but it was really, really high. He looked totally overmatched and then uh, kind of showed some signs later on, corrected it. And, uh, you know, the batting average was a little bit of concern. Obviously the power was zero concern, uh, but there was a stretch there in the first half of the year where he was probably a borderline MVP candidate. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the last like four or six weeks, he's really cooled off uh, and I felt it, but um, he had a really strong stretch. Absolutely. Genius, genius, genius. Great call. Austin Riley was a part of me and Eric. We're going to win the tag team. I mean, we have five more days, but we're going to win the tag team. We have a big lead. It's pretty, it's Roto, five by five. It's pretty much over. And taking Austin Riley at pick 49, I think it was, was a really important pick for us because he locked down third base all year. Better, I think he's had a better season than Raphael Devers, I want to say. I, I have to double check that. But Was that about his ADP, 50? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I think, you know, 50 to 60 max. And okay. I'm pretty sure we took him at 49 or 57. Some, no no more no more longer than 58 for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think I took him a little bit earlier than that. It might have been the early 40s or or, or maybe even hair earlier. I, I will say honorable mention for me is Adelis Garcia of the Rangers. He, everyone kind of doubted, doubted his profile, uh, which made sense. But I was just purely looking at it from power speed combo. And I don't care if he hits 230 or 210 even. Uh, but he has <laughs> outperformed even more maybe this year than last. And uh, what is he, like 2020 now? 2020 plus? Close I mean, to 20. He's close to 3030. Oh, man. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. That's a great call. Again, genius, man. Genius, genius, genius. Amazing. Look, those are great calls. I love it. I took 
You know, by the way, I've always called him Adola. So is it Adelise? Am I a moron? Because I feel like no, Adelise I, actually sounds a lot better. Adelise Garcia. I, you're right. I would defer to you, but uh, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, that's. I, that sounds better. I'm, I'm going to start saying that. You helped me out. Thank you. Adelise Garcia is the man. He's got 25 steals, 26 home runs, and he's held down a 250 batting average. Sure, he doesn't walk much, and the K rate's at 27%, but, you know, if you need yeah. steals in power, and he, we, where you got him, that's the thing, though, Brady, if his ADP goes up for next year, it becomes a little less valuable to me. It's still great. You want to have a 25-25 guy, of course. That's wonderful. He's basically what... Randy Arosa is, but he's a hundred picks later than Randy was going this year. Yeah, no, I don't know where he'll end up going next year. It seems like at certain levels there, people are still doubting his ability to repeat it, which um, I think is fair, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be a little bit more expensive next year, which will at least make me think twice, but uh, I do yeah. see it here on baseball reference. It does appear to be uh, pronunciated ad do lease. So, Yay! See, look, we learned something. I'm so glad we learned something on the show. I can trust that, so don't trust me. Patrick says, get your damn plane ticket. Yeah, I got to get my damn plane ticket, okay? You're right. Sorry about that. Uh, Jamie says, what do you want to talk about? Oh, him and Bob are having their own side chat. Never mind. We'll just leave them in the live chat over there. Looks like you and me, Brady. We're having our own chat here on the show, and they're over there doing their thing in the live chat. Guys, ask questions freely. Yeah, have a good time. Go for it. Don't stand there like the house by the side of the road and watch it go by. Get involved, guys. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. Do you know who Ernie Harwell is, Brady? Oh, man. Nope. I sure don't. That's a damn shame. That really is. Should Uh, I? Go Tigers. Should I know who he is? No, I I mean. Go Tigers. I guess you shouldn't know. He was the Tigers broadcaster for like, you know, 40 years locally so if you didn't live in the area that's fair but he is in the baseball hall of fame and he's basically like the vin scully of the tigers so i think i think yeah i mean you shouldn't know him if you were just like an average baseball fan who didn't give a shit but it seems like you know enough about baseball that yeah i would say you probably should know ernie harwell was a hell of a hell of an announcer a really genuine friendly guy until the end as far as we could tell anyways (laughs) yeah uh yeah, that's, if he's in the Hall of Fame, which I should probably know him for sure. So I'll, I'll He also gave Vin little... Scully a start. Really? He left, and then Vin Scully took over for him. So. <laughs> and the Dodgers oh, way wow, yeah. back when. Yeah, like when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers, I think. I think it was that long ago. So Just some fun stuff that's to neat. know. It is neat. It's cool. Uh, okay, so anyways. <sighs> yeah, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, the catch of the day. So the catch of the year right there. Those were some great calls. I like that. Well done. Um, as the season closes, you know, some players that have been on a roll lately that will have me wondering if it's real or not. Because last year, for ex- we're going to talk about this momentarily. In fact, I'd love to play it now, but I'm going to wait just a moment. Uh, Carlos Hernandez was a guy that pitched well for Kansas City last year. In fact, uh, my guy Patrick Ryan, who was just chastising me for not having uh, my plane ticket, he was asking me about Carlos Hernandez when we met up in Vegas because he was with his buddies doing their live draft at a different hotel. I walked like five miles in the Vegas heat from the Bellagio to the Westgate, and (laughs) I met up with him. I really wanted to meet him in person because we met through the show last year. He's a cool guy, and he was telling me, Carlos Hernandez, he looks terrible in spring training, and Patrick, you're right about that. Carlos Hernandez is not existent now. Last year he was fun, and he had a nice end of season. Poof. Doesn't exist this year, so... 
I think it's important to remember those things. That someone who does well right now doesn't mean they're going to be around next year and they're going to do what they did. It's really important that we dive in, break it down, and make sure we're clear about why that person did what they did. Was it valid? Was it a fluke? Was it uh, stuff that is, you know, inflated numbers that aren't real? We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. I think it's fair to ask these questions. But over the last uh, part of the season here, I want to mention a few names really, really quickly. It's kind of my catch of the day last call as the season comes to a close. And uh, usually it's, you know, like last seven days, last 14 days, some guys have been playing really, really well. And, you know, Stephen Kwan has been unbelievable. He's hitting really, really well. He's cranking up towards 300 now. He's not going to win the batting title because I think Xander Bogarts and Mr. Judge are very, very locked in on the batting title. But Kwan has been killing it. So Stephen Kwan was also middling, though, during the season. Right now he's a catch of the day, but there's a stretch there from June and July where there's just nothing going on. The steals really picked up in August. I think I talked about this either on this show or last week. I do so many shows. FTN over there. Uh, by the way, you guys should be checking out FTN Fantasy. That's where I do grooving with Govier. I drive it down your throats. FTN Daily, FTN Bets. I do my own plays, college football, MLB, yada, 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 NFL. I try to make you money. I'm not... If you can't afford to gamble, by the way, do not gamble, okay? It's very, very important. Brady, I think this happens a lot. People get into gambling. It's becoming more legal everywhere. In the state of Michigan, it's completely legal. And all you hear about all day long is FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM. JB Fox is hawking one thing. And JB Smoove is hawking another thing. And, you know, it's just everywhere. But don't gamble if you can't afford it. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it, Brady? Sounds like good advice to live by for sure. Do you partake in sports gambling? Uh, yeah. So we can't. I can't use like the sports books here in Georgia. Um, but oh. uh, yeah, yeah. Certainly DFS. If we're gonna oh. categorize that under there, definitely. Uh, definitely enjoy setting uh, both cash and tournament lineups. Mostly the former, uh, but trying to trying to find the right combos. I I think for baseball, it's just such a grind. Um, but you do get pretty decent rewards if you play a little bit every day. So I've been last couple of years, I've been doing, um, the bare minimum to get like the most rewards for baseball and just, just makes those summer nights a little bit better having that extra action. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I'll tell you this. I thought baseball was the hard, I started doing DFS baseball last year and I thought it was brutal. I was like, wow, this is really hard, but now I've made peace with it. I think I was just a little bit overwhelmed in the beginning. And there's really some money to be made in the last month. When everyone's focused on football, a lot of people are half-assing it, and there's not as much competition in baseball towards the end. The last month of a season, I've learned this from a couple of the guys over at FTN, like Mr. Jones and Blickle, Alex Blickle. These guys are wizards. They're very wise with DFS. And this is a good month. This is a good month to play DFS and have a few winners go your way. Yeah, see, that's good to hear, because I always wondered, like, at the end of a season, whether it's baseball or football or whatever, is it, is it that? Is it that people are, are not really paying attention and so you have an edge? Or is it all the all the normal players or squares, if you will, are gone <laughs> at the end of the year and only the Sharks are left grinding uh, with all their models and all their projections? So uh, that's good to hear that uh, most people are seeing uh, more success late than, than more competition. Yep. I mean, during the middle of the summer and the early part of the season, it's just jam-packed. It's what everyone's doing because that's all there is for the most part once NBA and NHL end. There's just too many people involved. Too many damn people playing DFS. Too many dicks on the dance floor. 
just happens yeah. that way. I can't, I can't do the NBA. It, it, no, I, I can't handle that. No, it's too much for me. I love it. I love NBA too. I love NBA. It's fun. I can't wait for the season to start. We're already, we're already here. We're getting towards the the nexus of the universe where all the sports are playing or starting or ending at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Chad. What's up, Chad? Chad from Twitch. By the way, Chad is uh, getting ready to do his first show over on Twitch under the Palazzo banner. That's right. Chad has agreed to boost our Twitch power, our Twitch uh, cachet. We're not very popular on Twitch, and Chad is out to change that. And he just did it because, you know, he wanted to get some reps too, and he used he got inspired to start doing it again. But he's also helping us, so thanks, Chad. You're a great guy. Shout-out to DoorDash for canceling my sub order from a good restaurant and leaving me to order from somewhere new only to get brick bread and cold meatballs. That's a bummer. Not great. What's your favorite DoorDash, Brady? I, I don't know. Whatever, Whatever's on the mind, I can get anything, right? That's true. You could. No limitations. Yeah. yeah. I think it's ridiculous. People who order fast food through DoorDash, though, I got a real problem with that. There's no way in hell the fries the fries are not going to be warm. If you order McDonald's through DoorDash, no way in hell the fries will be warm by the time it gets there. No way. That's very true. If you're going to go eat fast food, you might as well you might as well go get it yourself. That's right. I mean, if you're going to make that mistake, do it right. Good God. Also, happy Francisco Alvarez Day, boys. That's a great call. Shit, I should have mentioned that in the catch of the day. I forgot about that. I talked about it earlier on the uh, FPM MLB Pixel Talk Show. Happy Francisco Alvarez Day, everybody. That's very cool. He got the call up for the Mets. He's a very big catching prospect. Uh, Chad invited me. Sound money. What's up, sound money? Can you use the brick bread to cook the meatballs? Um, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Uh, oh, Bob says, I just did an NBA. I did NBA when my sons were younger, but never really liked it. Okay, Bob. Well. There you go. You're in you're in fast company or good company here. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of the guys. I mentioned Stephen Kwan finishing strong. I think that's for real. Next year you'll want Stephen Kwan for steals. I don't know if twenty steals next year seems very doable. Kwan uh, also started hot too, right? Didn't he come out of the gates really hot and then cool down? Or am I making that up? You were not making it up. That's a great point. That's an absolutely great point. Good call. Yeah, he. So he started hot and he closed hot. That's nice to have, I guess. Uh, just like to have a little bit more in the middle. Nobody can be hot all year, but right. something to think about. Uh, Taylor Ward is back, by the way. The Angels, remember, he was killing it again early part of the year. In May, he was on a tear. And now he's back. He's got five home runs over the last two weeks. 460 OBP. Taylor Ward finishing strong. He's going to raise that ADP. But just remember, for how long Taylor Ward did nothing. Just remember that. Something to think about going forward. Uh, I've mentioned Oswaldo Cabrera. He's been on a roll for the Yankees. Really a guy who was not on anybody's radar to start the year, but here he is. He's making a difference in September. Playing really, really well. And, uh, you know, the rest of the cast of characters are pretty common names. George Springer, Manny Machado, uh, Jordan Alvarez doing what he does. Uh, Tristan Casas getting it going here, the rookie. Hitting three home runs over the last two weeks with the 480 OBP. Uh, not getting as much playing time, just a little bit less playing time, but uh, Casas, an exciting player for the Red Sox. Sure. Always fun when the when the kids come up and get to play. Uh, That's right. It's been a rough year for the Red Sox fans, I'm sure. So oh, when I'm home happy. Yeah, boo-hoo. Oh, man, poor Red Sox fans. Wah! I'm not going to feel for your Red Sox fans. You guys have... Beat the Tigers in 2013. It really sucked. And uh, I'm just not going to feel bad for you. So. Go Tigers. That's how it goes. Okay. 
Uh, I think that's it. Who cares? Those are the players that are hot. I, I got to move forward here because I can't spend all day on this. We've got other things to do here, and it's important that we do that. So uh, what kind of – do you, Brady, do you have any races here as the season wraps up? Or are you trying to lock in a position, or is everything pretty much wrapped up for you? No, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to limit, limit myself to only a couple leagues. Uh, and the, the closest one is a 50-round draft and hold um, on that NFBC. I spent most of the year, to be honest with you, uh, like either second or third and kind of by a comfortable margin. And now I'm like scrapping just for third. Uh, there's like three other teams that have come up from the middle of the pack. Uh, I think right now I was checking just before coming on. I'm in third. After a decent night last night, I've got about four pitchers going today. So uh, this is this is probably going to be one of the big deciding factors. Uh, we've, we've only got, what, five or six games left? So yep. I'll try not That's to right. watch, to be honest with you. I'll probably just check the box scores before bed or something. I can't, <laughs> I can't do the, the live, uh, live game day stuff. Too intense, too exhausting. I completely understand you know you don't want to get too angry you don't want to get too high too low you know and you don't know how to express your anger i don't you're right i usually express it through anger that's just how i do it um chad says i need to check with our resident prospect expert benjamin chase but this might be the latest a number one overall prospect has been called up in the season um okay whatever number one i would like to maybe debate him being the number one overall prospect but i'm sure there's a list that you could pull up that would verify that chad so i'm not going to argue with you i'm not going to do that uh, Jamie says, Govi, I'm glad I found Gonsolin on waivers this year. Oh, wow. Good for you. It's a guy for me that I drafted. Two guys I liked, Patrick Sandoval and Shane McClanahan. Yeah, those are three great players to have on your team this year. Good job, Jamie. Way to go. All right. So I want to give you guys some clips here. I was talking about Brady asking how his leagues were going, and mine – I posted this on Twitter earlier. I was talking. I got an OC. I'm in first. I'm trying to close that out. Win my first OC, which would be great. I'm five points ahead, but you know it's been very tight all year, up and down. We're nowhere near the overall. We're just trying to win a league. I don't care. I don't care about that. I just want to win the league. And then um, I got a couple DCs where I'm you know scrapping for second and third, hanging in there. Uh, Battle of the podcast done by Zach Waxman. Uh, shout out to him who ran that. And uh, that just a random. Draft champions I did right before the season started, I think. Closer to the season I draft, I usually do better. I don't know why that is. And that's just something I've learned about my drafting. Uh, Chad says, MLB.com, number one overall. Okay, there you go. You win, Chad. No problem. Good source there. (laughs) Yeah, Chad knows his stuff. It's true. He loves prospects. He loves Dynasty Baseball. I'm going to listen to Chad. But then I've got uh, Glarf. Maybe I can finish third. Jenny Butler's like a point and a half ahead of me. That's a very tight one. Glarf is a part of Earth which is this 150-person regional thing. It's got 10 leagues of 15 teams, players, and it's a who's who's, all kinds of people that you would know from across the landscape. Scarf, Barf, I think I've heard some of these. Songs. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. That's exactly what it is, yeah. I'm in Glarf, Great, Great, Great Lakes area. Great Lakes area. Great Lakes, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then the original course is Barf, the Bay Area on the West Coast. Got to give them credit. They deserve it. So, Glarf has done pretty well. I don't think we're in first in terms of the best average score. It's a very tight, though. And uh, hopefully I can finish third there. It looks like Dave McDonald's going to win Glarf back-to-back years, which, good for him. He's a great player, but I am a bit annoyed that somebody else couldn't win this year. I had really good hitting, but the pitching was just not there for me. My hitting was 
I think it had the highest hitting number in the league. It's Roto 5 by 5 But the pitching was not there. So that's how the cookie crumbles, my friend. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, me and Eric are going to lock down the tag team, which is run by Maddie Davis, Maddie Wood. Shout out to Maddie from FTN, the West Coast brother. And we're really happy about it. Me and Eric, we have dominated that league all season long. We've been in first forever. Last year we were in first for a big chunk of the year that we choked at the end. Not this time. We closed out right. We did what the Royals did, like, in 2014 and 15. Lost the World Series in 2014 to the Giants. Madison right. Mad Bum was amazing. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Redemption tour, redemption tour run for you and the Royals. That's right, and uh, much better than the revenge tour that the Michigan Wolverines did in 2017, which was total bullshit because they got murdered by Ohio State, like 62 to 20. So that's not how we want to end a revenge tour. This is this is the way it's done, Brady. So I feel really good about that. I mean, Eric is a great guy to manage with. It's the only team I co-manage. Brady, have you ever co-managed a team with anyone? I- you know, I haven't, and I've heard some other podcasts talk about it before. Uh, obviously, you're talking about it now. It's It seems like a really good idea, especially for someone like me who feels like, you know, one fab league is, is enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a good idea. You know, I was really against – I never wanted to do it, especially with bigger money. I was like, I want to be in charge. But, you know, the way this one's worked out, you know, it's a $500 entry fee for the tag team. So we split it, 250 each, makes it more reasonable, and – of course, we'll have to split the winnings too. But if that if that's your biggest problem, who cares, right? Yeah, same same percentage return, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sweating at all. I feel really good about it, and I'm glad that we did it. And we're gonna go back. We'll run it back next year. We'll try to go for the the sweet repeat, like the Pistons did in 1990. That would be awfully nice. It would be wonderful. I would love that. All right. So, anyways, anybody out there who's grinding on your final days, you know, make sure you're in the Discord. It's totally free. The Discord link is at the top of the Twitter handle, 2Ls, 2Zs, Palazzo Podcast. Utah. 2Ls, 2Zs. It's so easy. It's very simple. The Discord link is there, and it should be active. I've triple-checked it because, you know, Discord make – I don't know why they like to make their links expire after seven days. It's stupid. Why Why is that? Why do they do that? Do you have any idea why they do that? I have no idea. Uh, I know Slack has some similar expirations on messages as well. So I, it's a link to a, a server that exists, though. It's not like a link to – a dead area that's going to go away. This will never leave. This is our main server. So I don't understand why it would be a burden. I got nothing. <laughs> I got, I, I, we need to drop this as that. I got nothing. That's good. That's good. Maybe I'll just take it from the show, Brady. Give your very own drop and live on in perpetuity in the Palazzo podcast. Go for it. It would, it would be my honor. <laughs> yeah, I bet it would. I bet it would. By the way, Brady's here if you're just joining us because he donated to the Potapalooza and he won the raffle to be a part of the show. So he's here live with me. He's being a good sport. Pretty friendly fella from what I can gather. And we're really glad that he came aboard. It's, uh, it took forever to get this goddamn show going. Uh, we talked for like six weeks and it, I just totally blew it. Every time I sat down right here in front of the computer, I was, I was like, I just forgot about it completely. I kept doing that. and Not because of who you are. I just had too many things juggling at once so no, glad you made I, it i know i canceled on you at least at least once or twice as well so uh not a problem oh. and again happy to be here you could have said the you could have never said that and then i just would have i just would have gone on believing it was all my fault all the time so that's very uh noble of you breaking news from chad by the way what is it chad what's the breaking news come on did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements yeah we've gone mainstream we're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. 
Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Benjamin Chase, today at 3.55 p.m., cannot think of one later than Francisco Alvarez being called up on September 30th of 2022. It's odd, too, because he can't be used in the playoffs without some manipulation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he's got to be on the roster for longer. He, he wasn't on the 40-man? Is, is that oh, the, part of the rules for the playoffs? Or no? That's a great question. That is a good question. Chad, fill us in on that. Let us know about the 40-man situation. That could be a way to sneak that in. I know that there's been players who really didn't play in the regular season, and then they played in the playoffs, like Alex Kirilov a couple of years ago for the Twins comes to mind. Uh, and Sound Money says, in fact, as of today, no prospect of any kind, he put in caps, has been called up after September 30th, 2022. Well, no shit. I mean, most seasons end, like, tomorrow. So... That's it. This is rare because the CBA made the season go a little bit longer than it should. So, of course, we're in well-worn territory. I think you guys are making a bigger deal of this just because it's technicality of a of an, a rare thing. But it's not that rare because most seasons start earlier and should be done by tomorrow or today. Anyways, I digress. Who cares? Uh, all right. So, I went back to the Palazzo Podcast Bozo Fest opening day stream. It was done the night before. When I, it was a three-hour, three-hour stream, man. We were on forever. That was a long one, but we had a cavalcade of guests come on, and they wanted to get their, they wanted to call their shots, you know? They wanted to get on the record before opening day, and that's why I did it, because I love getting other people on the record before the season starts, and I think it's fun, so... Uh, I went through and I time-coded a bunch of things I'd like to share with you guys now. So we're going to go through a few of these. Now, I will tell you there's some mistakes, uh, there's some regrets, uh, some things I wish I could have done differently. And, in fact, I think I'm going first here because I'm the one who made a mistake (laughs) when I said uh, something related to Austin Meadows. You remember when Austin Meadows was traded right before the season started, Brady? I think a lot of people were excited about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there was some reason for optimism for sure. Uh, getting out of the drop. Not that Detroit <laughs> is a great hitting environment, but um, yeah. He, but I mean, he has not done too well, obviously. But he, I mean, he was a, he's a top 100 guy most years. He wasn't like some. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was definitely a promising up and coming prospect at one point and had shown flashes for sure. Yes. He had shown flashes. Thank you. So when the Tigers traded for him, it seemed like the Tigers were on the up and up, but that was a long time ago. Even though it was only five months ago, roughly. Boy, things have really changed. The Tigers have become total, total trash. And we all know that now. In fact, it's old news, really. All right. So this one is me talking about Austin Meadows being traded. Let's see if we, here we go. This is from opening day Bozo Fest stream, which you can re-listen to or watch on the YouTube or your preferred podcast platform where you should be, by the way, five star review, Apple podcast. If you've never done it before for the show, you can only do it once on Apple. We'd really appreciate that to close out the season. If you haven't done it yet, now's the time. Pretty please. And of course, Spotify too. just hit the five stars. You don't have to write a review. Just give us five stars. It's a click. It's a click of a finger. It takes one second. It literally does. Boop. Done. It is that fast. All right. Here's me talking about Austin Meadows. Hammer all said and done. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Victor Reyes. There's no argument here. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, Matt Goodwin, how much does Meadows' value go up for you now that he's in Detroit? Uh, I, I like the move for Meadows. I I, I mean, I, I like the move better for the opportunity that it, it creates in, uh, in Tampa Bay for low i'm real excited about about what he could he could do and and the opportunity that he's going to get there so i know that not- yeah josh Lowe. whoa you're wrong about that one matthew goodwin by the way so that was a mistake also i said that meadows would be a definitely an upgrade over reyes that's actually not true if you look at the information now because <laughs> I mean, meadows didn't play at all Victor Reyes has technically outperformed Austin Meadows this season because Meadows just hasn't existed, Brady. That's a fact. Can you believe that? He, he never played all year? I, 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 oh, I he played know. like, yeah, like 10 games. Okay, you know? yeah, I was good. 12? Yeah, I, don't remember, I don't remember what knocked him out, but uh, yeah. Well, it was the, there was vertigo. That, Achilles? It was a vertigo, then an Achilles, and then mental health. So I think there's just a lot of bullshit going on there because if it's vertigo and that's a real thing, I there's been players who have lost their careers to that, you know. Yeah, that's, I didn't realize he. I didn't realize he was 27 years old too. He played in 36 games, a 147 plate appearances. Austin Meadows, zero home runs, 11 RBI, and I mean everything else is just who cares. Victor Reyes completely outperformed Meadows this year because Victor Reyes played more. So just by playing more, he wins because he hit one home run. Victor Reyes hit one home run in 86 games, 313 plate appearances, and so he wins. And, boy, it's not by much of. Meadows just could have played it all. He probably have outdone Reyes still, but that's not what happened. So, boy, I was wrong. I was totally wrong about that, Brady. I'm glad there's no clips for me on this uh, three-hour <laughs> I can't, I, I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed, although I obviously had plenty of terrible calls myself. <laughs> All right. Well, this next one is from Ty, who's from the Dingers podcast. You ever heard of the Dingers podcast, Brady? Sounds like a good one. It is. It is a good one. Shout out to the Dingers. My guys, Robbie Baseball and Ty Childs. Definitely be following them and listen. If you play Dynasty Baseball, 
Dinger's pot is a must. Those guys know what they're talking about. But unfortunately, in this situation, Garrett Richards comes up. Garrett Richards, who was signed by the Rangers this year, and then Ty decided to open his mouth about Garrett Richards, and I'm not sure that he should have. You know, you know what I actually like for him end of season? I think he closes and saves the most games on that team. He could. On Texas? Yeah. Like, he's got the Frisbee, man. Like, that place, right? If you can just come in and throw the hammer, right? And he's never done that. Like, he's never been isolated to that in his career. Like, I, I love him for that transition this season. He's So, he loved Garrett Richards this year. You know what Garrett Richards did this season? Uh, any uh, any thoughts on him? Did, did you even think of Garrett Richards once this year, Brady? I sure didn't. I certainly wasn't <laughs> thinking him. I certainly was not uh, speculating him for saves. Uh, and it looks like that maybe was a good idea. Uh, yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, Garrett Richards was a guy who pitched, what, 32 games? He started two games. But that was as an opener, most likely. Caper 9 of 7.59, not good for a reliever at all. Uh, you know, 2.74 walks per nine, not terrible, but not great. And really nothing of value. A 5.27 ERA with a fifth, though, that was 3.47. Looks like maybe he got a little bit unlucky, but there's no flamethrower there. There's nothing to rely on. The Frisbee that Ty just... Ty knows baseball, but I'm not ripping on Ty. It's just funny. I made a mistake, too. We all... Nobody wins them all, Brady. No, of course not. Yeah, I was going to say, in in Ty's defense, it does look like the the FIP and XFIP are both under four. Uh, So maybe then something's hiding here, but I don't know. (laughs) Let's see, he's pretty old too, right? 35 almost. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Who knows where uh, where Garrett Richards will be as well. So, Chad says, Richards had looked rejuvenated as a reliever. He basically looked like Ian Kennedy 2.0. Oh, okay. Chad also says his logic was sound though. All right, there you go, Ty. See, people are supporting the logic. That's fair. All right. Oh, Matthew Z, give me two one last time. Hell yeah, man. I can't feel it. I got your back, man. You deserve that. Utah. Give me two. There you go, buddy. Matthew, good to see you. Matthew usually is on the Prospects show, so it's great to see Matthew Z pop in. Matthew, don't forget, come back next year. And if you are playing football, if you play Dynasty football, don't leave us, Matthew Z. Stick with us. All right, this next one is from Baseball Pods. Brady, do you know who Baseball Pods is on Twitter? I don't. I'm I'm out of the loop, clearly. (laughs) No, man, you're just learning. These are great learning opportunities for you because Baseball Pods – He'll fill you in. He listens to everything, Fantasy Baseball Pods. So if you don't know it, he'll fill okay. you in. He'll, he'll lead you. to. He's a great follow because he can do all the legwork for you, and you can just listen. Oh, that is, I'm, I'm going to follow him after this for sure. Absolutely. At Baseball Pods, I believe, is the tag on Twitter. He's a great find. Uh, Anthony says, am I late? No, you're right on schedule, Anthony, just like you always are, my man. Uh, Sound Money says, is that better than getting one Two last times? Uh, one. No, I think that's the same. Some is the same. Sound money. Where's Kent? Anthony wants to know, where's Kent? Yes, where is Kent? Kent is the resident troll, and we have not seen Kent in a long time. I miss Kent. I hope he's out there. I miss you, Kent. Thinking about you, bud. All right, so next one. This one's about Mickey Moniak, uh, Baseball Pods, talking about Mickey Moniak. I think he might have been right on this one. Mickey Moniak. This is from Anthony Fedora. Is he a starter for the Philadelphia Phillies this season and an over-under ballpark on games played? We'll start with you, Chris, and we'll go around. No. He's not a starter, That's... and he's going to play 50 games. There you go. That's it. Beautiful. 
Baseball pods knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so funny. Short and to the point. I like it. I love it. I mean, Mickey Moniak was, did you have any Mickey Moniak this year? I did not. Not a single share. <laughs> yeah, I didn't draft him anywhere. I might have picked him up for a week one time in like super deep dynasty, but that's it. Uh, waste of time. Even though he got traded to the Angels now, he's on a new team. Who cares? Doesn't mean anything. Mickey Moniak, you have failed, buddy. You have failed. Not your fault, though, Mickey. You just shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. It was a ridiculous call by the Phillies. This next one's from Mr. Dr. Mike Carter, a great follow. He knows relievers. He works at Fantrax, and he does weekly bullpen write-ups. He's the man. But he wanted to chime in on Byron Buxton, which uh, I was asking a lot of people about Byron Buxton because he was the hot topic coming into 2022, and we always know he gets injured. It's something that's pretty common, right? Oh, Byron Buxton can't stay healthy. What a surprise. <laughs> we all know the truth on that one. So... I wanted to see what Mr. Dr. Mike Carter had to say about Byron Buxton. I think the over-under was 105 games. Uh, Brady, if I'd asked you this before the season, do you think you would have an opinion? On if he'd play 105? Yeah. Uh, probably would have taken the under, but that seems like the right line. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. Good call. It was tight. I, I, I don't know where I came up with that either. I, I don't know if I picked it or... Uh, oh, wait, I got screen issues here. Oh, God, why, God, why? Sorry, folks, this is happening on the uh, video side of things. My apologies. Anyways, let's see what Mr. Doctor said about Byron Buxton. Thank you. Okay, Mike, uh, last thing before you leave. Byron Buxton, over under 105 games played. Oh, that's bullshit. There's no way he's playing 105 okay. games. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance we'll, in hell. Not a chance in hell. Like see you, boys. We love you, Mike. See, see you, Mike. There right. he goes. Bye. He went out on top. He nailed it. Byron Buxton has not gotten over 105 games played, just in case you were keeping score at home. So well done, Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. You absolutely nailed it. That is a victory lap certified. I'm going to certify that uh, approved right now. Congratulations, Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. Woo! Victory lap certified. Byron Buxton has played in 92 games with 382 plate appearances. 28 homers, though. That's a lot of homers in that amount of time. That's outstanding. That's amazing. But that's pretty much it. He doesn't even have double-digit steals this year, Brady. That's that's not what yeah. you want from Buxton. Yeah, I mean, that's what the that's what he gets pushed up the draft board for in the spring is the speed. And uh, I didn't even realize this until looking. But 6, 9, 2, those are his last three years in steals. Uh, granted, <laughs> 92 games, 61 games, 39 games. So maybe that 105 line was a little high, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care if he hits 35 home runs almost, if he's going to hit 220 and, and even if he played 120 games, he, he cannot steal uh, less than 10 bags when you're taking him wherever he ends up going, which is always yep. a little too early. Well said. Well said, Brady. Round of applause though. Mr. Doctor nailed it. I'm so glad. I want to give Mike credit. I love Mike. He's one of the best guys in fantasy. Uh, we got a few more of these, and then the show will be over. Uh, Chad says, uh, Kent got released, and the podcast signed Bob to a two-way contract. I did not know that. Okay, I love Bob. Some people don't like Bob. In the, Bob's in the Discord, for those of you that don't know. Joe says, I predicted Mickey Moniak to hit 74 home runs this year. Good call. Unrelated, I was not in contention in any of my fantasy baseball leagues. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, you probably failed on that one there. You have failed. Anthony says, MJ Govier, I love you like a fat kid loves cake. Glad I found you, and you didn't mark attendance for the whole time I was late. There will be off-season shows to prepare 2023? Question mark. Of course there will. Is this Brady Singer with you? This is not Brady Singer. Uh, this is a different Brady, but 
He's my Brady. I love Brady Singer, and I wrote a song called The Brady Singer Bunch, which I really, really love. But I got to tell you, Brady, you're the newest, most exciting, and coolest Brady in my life now. And a round of applause for you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Little Brady is a he's a philanthropist. I mean, he donated. He's a good man. He's known as a philanthropist around the Atlanta area. If you go to Atlanta, you'll hear about Brady and the philanthropic ventures he's working on. Uh, Chad says, if the Twins didn't suck, would he have played through the injury? Is a big question mark. Uh, I don't think he can play through injury. I just don't think it's possible with him. With Buxton. So, yeah, I think we all agree there. All right, this next one is related to Josh Lowe. I kind of hinted at Josh Lowe a few minutes ago. I think somebody said something stupid about Josh Lowe. Was that Matt Goodwin? Matt Goodwin, I love you. Shout out to you, buddy. That is not a personal attack at all. We all get things wrong, as I said. <laughs> Nobody take this stuff personally. This is just for fun. If anyone takes this personally, then I guess uh, I screwed up. That's my fault. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm blaming myself, too. I've made tons of mistakes. So not personal. I want to be clear on that. This was related to Josh Lowe and uh, what happened with him. Uh, something did happen. Graham. Graham, Josh Lowe, is he just a guy or not? Uh, it's the Rays. I like if Josh Lowe was in a different organization, I'd be all about it. But I mean, he might be. No one, no one. There's going to be fourth outfielder, right? Like that, they have a bunch of like twos and threes outfielders. So I, I think if you approach it from a more conservative standpoint of like you'll get like 450 at bats. I know it used to have like uh, split issues. Um, I don't know if that still manifested himself. Like the triple slash last year at. That AAA was insane. There you go. That's Graham, my friend from Canada, my Canadian pal. I haven't talked to Graham in forever. I hope he's uh, doing well because that was spot on. Josh Lowe was a total bust this year. I know people, <laughs> I've talked about this on the show before, my main event. Somebody spent 555 bucks on Josh Lowe in fab in week two or three, and nothing, Brady, just nothing returned on that one. Yeah, I remember that week. He was one of the big... Uh, basically everyone advised you go get them. Uh, and I get it, the upside, but, uh, yeah, 30, 33% strikeout rate. Uh, yeah, just not much not, there. Not good. Not good. And then, uh, do you know who Greg Jewett is? Have you heard of reliever recon? I have heard of reliever recon. Yes. Ooh. All right. There we go. We got a winner. My man, uh, Greg Jewett runs Reliever Recon. He's really, really good at that. He's a master. I'm a patron of Reliever Recon, five bucks a month, and it's been worth it all season long. So he came on the show back during the initial opening day Eve Bozo Fest, and he had to do some reality checks for some of you guys and your closer stuff. And he had this to say, because remember, Taylor Rogers is a brewer now. Taylor Rogers was traded from the Twins to the Padres, and that was a big deal. It happened right on that night before the opening day started, and Taylor Rogers became a closer who did get about like 27 saves for the Padres. He got a lot of saves. That's true. So uh, let's see what Mr. Jewett had to say about this situation. We need to ask Greg, when the ta- if Taylor Rogers goes to San Diego, what's happening in San Diego, Minnesota? Come on. The only reason I came. Um, San Diego, we'd have to wait and see. I mean, if they're going after Rogers that hard, he's got to be getting – He's got to be getting leverage innings. So whether he's sharing it with Suarez or um, he's going there to be the primary guy. I mean, they were willing to have Pomeranz do that a while back, but he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. I, I don't know that that'll get consummated. I, I think Minnesota will get cold feet. Do they really want Chris Paddock for Taylor Rogers? To me, that just doesn't make sense. 
Well, Greg, that's exactly what happened. They made that trade right after you said that, basically. So I'm not blaming you for that. But you did, you know, you mixed in the Suarez. You talked about Pomeranz. But Taylor Rogers ended up being, for a while, not now, but he was a solid closer for the Padres. And some people wrote him for the 27 or 28 saves he got this season. Yeah, in my experiences, Taylor Rogers definitely not one of those closers you want to watch save a game for your fantasy team. I mean, when he's on, he's on, but uh, he <laughs> seems to have an epic blow-up, uh, blown save here and there for sure. But I don't know. <laughs> he, he may be a little unlucky this year too. His All his expected stats, his bit are at least a run lower than his actual ERA. So. Oh, good call. Look at Brady's dropping dimes. I love it. Anthony says, where does Drew Rasmussen rank in 2023? I don't have the answer to that. I'm not ranking people in 2023 right now. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing a mock draft too early like in this league guys are doing. Shout out to those guys. I love in this league. They know that. They're my guys. But uh, I saw them post today. They're doing way too early 2023 mock draft. That's fun. That's not just what I want to do right now. Sorry, Anthony. I still love you, though. Uh, Bozo Fest, that was awesome. I hope you do it again. It's going to be a yearly thing now. Of course it is. We're going to have even more guests on. Who would have thought Nate Lowe would have had more hits, doubles, and triples, runs, RBIs, homers, and steals than Brandon and Josh combined? Wow, that is a hell of a stat. That's, that is wild, Brady, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think surprisingly Nate Lowe is killing lefties. Uh, so, whereas... Uh, Left-handed hitter, right? Yeah, you'd expect yeah. him to struggle. And I think he had struggled uh, previously in his career. So, yeah. I've had Brandon Lowe on one team. It has not been great. He's hit nine home runs versus lefties this year. That's pretty good. That's really good. And he's hit 340 against lefties this year. Damn, yeah. Nathaniel Lowe. Yeah, You're right about that, Brady. You nailed it. Might, might be a blip, but uh, certainly – something to watch for early on next year as well there's been a lot there's a lot of guys you start looking around splits don't just assume the standard classic hey a lefty can't hit a lefty there's it does happen right but there's a lot of guys this year Corey Seager comes to mind uh, Matt Olson there's guys who hit lefties better than you would think even though they're left-handed hitters so that's a good call Brady all right, a couple more, and then we're leaving. I promise, Brady, we keep this about an hour or so. Uh, Terrence and Phillip is from Canada, says Anthony. Don't call me buddy guy. Okay, don't call me buddy guy. All right, yes, I apologize for that, Terrence and Phillip. I haven't got a Terrence and Phillip reference in a long time. I got to tell you, that's a fresh one. Let's hear what Baseball Pods had to say about the American League Rookie of the Year race. I don't know. Rookie of the Year in the AL, is it Julio or Bobby Witt or Torque or someone else? I got to go with my man Julio. I got him on all my fantasy and dynasty teams, and he's – He's a joy to watch, and I think I'll, there's this is going to be a great year for rookies, and uh, I think that's uh, that's going to be fun. So I just I just love watching the guy play baseball. He plays it with this pure joy that uh, just reminds you like when you were a kid. So I'll take him. Great call, baseball pod. You nailed that one. Well done. Because there's no doubt, Julio Rodriguez is now going to be a first round pick next year. He has become a stud, and he's surpassed Brady, Bobby even hasn't he? Yeah, I was gonna say Bobby Witt would have been an awfully good uh, pick at that time as well. He's been he's been pretty steady all year, but yeah, Julio kind of exploded onto the scene, a la uh, Cunha. That's all. <laughs> that's all I kept thinking about this year. Every time I saw him hit a home run. Oh really? Wow, that's a great comp. I like that. Uh, Julio is a guy I didn't have a th- I didn't have a single share this year. I'm so bummed I missed out on this journey, this epic run. It makes me sad. I felt like I missed out on something really unique. But uh, it's a lesson to 
take a risk on a rookie like that. A guy who's so good, who's knocking on the door. Jared Kelnick, I think, it threw a lot of people off because Jared Kelnick has been so bad. Even though Jared Kelnick's heating up right now, he's hitting double dongs. So people are going to jump on the bandwagon again, Brady. But I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Yeah, you, you kind of never know. These guys typically go – you have to take them too early anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you, though. I, did, I didn't get Julio anywhere. Uh, here's pitcher list. Nick Pollock, very popular person, you know, runs pitcher list, is pitcher list. Here's him talking about Jesus Lizardo versus Mitch Keller coming into the season. Who would you rather have, Mitch Keller or Jesus Lizardo? Keller or Jesus Lizardo? I'm going to go back to you, Nick. You are, you know, the pitching guru. Doesn't uh, matter what kind of camera you have. I still trust your pitching opinion. <laughs> Good. The camera that, jokes were there. Should be. Yeah. Does not matter. Um, no, I'm a Jesus Lizardo guy. He's throwing harder, and he's throwing just as hard as Mitch Keller with a better secondary pitch in his curveball through 48%. Is this not even close, is it? Away. Yeah. I mean, a Mitch Keller, to me, isn't good enough yet. I know he's, there's talk today or in the mining the news about his sweeper slider, but the results have been bad across both breaking balls. So I couldn't agree more. I, Jesus Lizardo was my most drafted pitcher. It sucks that Jesus got hurt in May. That, that put a damper on his season, but he was still able to come back and provide a late-season push here, but... I still think it was a no-brainer between Lazardo and Keller, right, Brady? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, I, Keller seems to be like a decent uh, – I feel like his name comes up a lot throughout the year for like streaming options or decent matchups. He seems to – I mean, it hasn't been terrible this year. But, yeah, obviously Lazardo, a lot more upside in that arm. Hell, yeah, Absolutely. And uh, finally, of course, I got to shit on myself some more because it wouldn't be fair for me to call other people out and then not shit on me because, boy, I really blew it on this one. I don't know how I got sucked into this, Brady. I, I'll explain it here. I, I never I never was a guy for this guy, but it's time for me to explain myself thoroughly and just listen to my own words. Back on Bozo Fest, opening day eve, I had this to say about one Javi Baez. Was not a fan of Javi Baez, but now that he's here in Detroit, I've really warmed up to him, and I'm actually really excited to see what he can do for this lineup and for the city itself, like bring the energy that he brings to a game. And this is from a guy who was not the biggest Javi Baez fan before the Tigers signed. Go Tigers. So that's my two cents on that. You have failed. Good God. What was I doing? How did I get sucked into that? God, what a nightmare. Oh, it's so bad. I'm so embarrassed, but it's true. You were all in. Just ready to go. <laughs> Tiger season looking good. But I was. Guy, another guy was finishing strong, right? That is true. That is true. Seems, seems to be coming on. I mean, classic, maybe beating up on September pitching, but I don't know. I appreciate you saying that, Brady. That's very kind of you to lift me up in such a... Oh, it's a harsh reality. I, I totally blew it. I, I never. I said it in the clip. I wasn't a Baez guy ever, but I dove in on him in the main event in some big leagues early. And that was a huge bummer. Huge bummer. Anthony says, did I miss the Aaron Judge preseason MJ Govier calling him breaking Maris's record? No, I don't think uh, that one had. Um, Chad says, it sounds so much worse when you had to pretense it with because he is in Detroit. Yeah, that does sound really, really bad. Go Tigers. Good God, what was I thinking? Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, it was a moron. I'm a moron. It was a moronic call, and I'm a moron for that one. But that's okay. It's just one of them. Whatever, motherfucker. Things happen. It's no big deal. I'm going to move on from that. So, uh, yeah, there it is. There's some calls from the opening day Bozo Fest that people made. Some were good. Some were bad. Some didn't go the way that you would think they would go. Uh, man, I got so many more of these, but we're going to leave it here. We've had a great show. It's been a lot of fun. Brady has been a 
a great, great guest today. And I've been, uh, I've been really enjoying doing the show with you, Brady. I hope you had a good time and, uh, I hope it was worth it because this is, this is what it's all about. You get to meet new people and we talk baseball. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, thanks so much again for the opportunity. Uh, shout out to you for offering this up as a, as a prize in Palapalooza. So thanks again to you, to Justin and, uh, everyone else for putting up with me. <laughs> hey shout out to me that's for me all right i never get a shout out i always do the shout outs thank you brady you've not been a burden at all it's been a pleasure everybody in the live chat you guys rule let's go back to discord we'll keep this conversation going all weekend long football's coming up too i, I might try to do a football show before sunday i got i should probably squeeze something in i'm definitely writing up the full article for nfl tonight on the patreon full game by game breakdown analysis players i like contrarian plays I'll be doing it all. So if you want to get involved in that, it starts with as little as three bones. You can find that link at the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle, two L's and two Z's. One more time. There it is. Utah. Thank you so much. Give me two. Everyone. Thank you to Brady. Palazzo Podcast signing off. It's now time to hand it over to Russell Crowe. This is the official podcast of Fantasy Baseball, and Russell Crowe is the master of ceremonies. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. We must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.